Good morning, St. Paul. <laughs> Having a little bit of a technical issue right there. IG10T. <laughs> Good morning once again. This is Wesley Wright, your unbougie foodie. Thank you all so much for being uh, here with me. Uh, it is a wonderful Saturday morning, as always. Well, okay, not all, as always, but, you know, it's, it's summertime. Oh, and uh, we are, you know, experiencing wonderful weather today i don't know about some other days that might happen but uh first and foremost i want to again thank you for being here so if you're enjoying your coffee your breakfast uh it's a wonderful time to of course sit down and just listen to some food talk (laughs) uh i want to i have two special guests in the booth with me today um taos Kazam and Mohammed Yabdri. I got that right. <laughs> so, folks, if you would say hello, please. Good morning. This is Taos. Hello. Uh, this is uh, Mohammed. Thank you so much for being here. Um, these are close friends of another close friend. <laughs> um, that's Aaron Gabriel. And um, so, thank you, Aaron, for giving me an opportunity to meet them and then have them on the show. Um, I, you know, I just kind of like right to want to jump right into it and just ask you all, um, your interest in food. I mean, I know it probably is very wide and broad and everything, but um, what started you both on that or down that path? Well, uh, I like to eat food. <laughs> uh, my dad is uh, by trade a baker and a pastry chef. Um, And so he ran for years Napoleon's French Bakery in uh, St. Paul. It was on Fairview and St. Clair for years in the 80s and early 90s. And then he had another bakery in Minneapolis on 48th and Nicollet called Bonaparte's. So the first one was Napoleon's and the second one was Bonaparte's. How long ago was that? He opened in in St. Paul. And then I think he left, moved to California and opened up a pizza place in, uh, I think it was 89 88, 89, 90. And then he came back and opened Bonaparte's. I was in high school. It was like 95, 96, 97. Okay. So food was always sort of around um, my childhood. And when I'd be with my dad, he was always, we were always going to um, different warehouses and looking at ovens or looking at, I mean, uh, sheet pans. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and then, so my dad is from Algeria, North Africa, so there's this sort of French food side that was the bakery side, nice. and then there was the couscous and the Algerian food that he was making at home, um, and then when I was a little kid, I became a vegetarian, okay. and I was a vegetarian for many years until I was in my early 20s, um, actually until for the first time I tried fasting for ramadan okay and uh it was a big fasting fail oh my and i got very (laughs) ill at the end of the week and i started eating meat again okay so ever since then i've um i've been eating meat more of a balance yeah finding a balance between the two understood so that's my food story mohammed oh mine is uh uh first (laughs) we have a common thing we i like uh, eating good food it's and nice. uh, try uh, many different uh, cuisine and uh, gastronomy from nice. all over the world. Um, but 
I am also the uh, the, the kid number seven in my family. Oh so, my! And I'm the youngest one, so I uh, grew up like being served by the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't touch! Uh, you will be burned. So <laughs> I mean, um, uh, and then when I moved here uh, in 2012, but. I had always a uh, connection with the cuisine or the kitchen uh, with my mom and uh, other members of my family. So I feel like uh, um, cooking is in the feeling. Like uh, I, I picked some recipes without really learn them how, how to make them uh, um, uh, in that time. Mm. But when I moved here, my little Algeria, my little nostalgia is our small kitchen okay. uh, here in Minneapolis. So uh, any uh, traditional food except tagines that Taos make, uh, any like couscous, uh, harira, which is soup, uh, burek. Uh, so I started to learn via Skype to mm. adjust the right nice. recipe uh, live from Oran, uh, my home uh, uh, city, and uh, start to um, cook for uh, for us. And uh, I think it sounds delicious oh, for me. <laughs> I mean, already, you know, from what you're just talking about, I mean, these are all... This is a cuisine, again, like I mentioned, I am not familiar with. So I'm... I'm always interested in finding out about a new cuisine and a taste. And uh, even though I know I say this, uh, if it, you know, I'll try anything once. No, that's really a lie. I'll try it over and over again <laughs> because I, I know that there are certain foods, no matter what cuisine that it is, I will find something in it that will just be delicious and just speak to my taste. Um, and I hope that there are others out there that also feel the same way. Now, you mentioned... Um, that uh, is one of the things that we I'm hopefully going to talk about today with you all because I don't know anything about, but it's Ramadan. Um, can you all explain a little bit about Ramadan? And um, I mean, specifically help me myself as well as listeners too uh, about what it what it is, the cultural uh, aspect behind it. So uh, first of all, okay, well, uh, the fasting is. Uh, like quit uh, eating and drinking mm -hmm. uh, water or anything from uh, the sunrise to the sunset uh, every day, uh, especially in the summer is long days. Okay. Uh, but uh, and just to be specific, it's not sunrise. It's actually yeah, right. A couple hours before. Oh wow! Like yeah. at dusk. Uh, the sun rise, yeah, uh, dawn. Oh, dawn. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry, not dusk. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, dusk is a great time. That's yeah. when you start eating again. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like 3.30 in the morning oh my. is when the fast starts. Oh my. To 9.07, like today. Okay. Uh, uh, PM. So uh, this is the fasting part, like physically. And there is uh, the other thing, like spiritual to... Uh, Ask yourself about, uh, uh, as a human, what you have to do. Uh, uh, feel like uh, uh, the sensation or the behavior or the feeling of uh, poor people to share with them mm -hmm. food or other thing, money or anything. So this is basically uh, one or few parts of uh, Ramadan plus reading Quran and uh, uh, be more linked with the, the society and the nature 
So there's the two parts. Nice. The physical thing, I mean, where uh, we are fasting right. uh, and the other uh, thing where we... Uh, more spiritual. More spiritual, Understood. yes. And it's one month of every year. So Ramadan is a month in the Islamic calendar. Okay. So, and it moves, it's a, a lunar calendar, so it moves back 11 days every year. Okay. So it started around the 25th of May this year. So next year it'll start... Um, you know, around the 12th of May. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, along with, I know that there are different, who was I talking to? I may have been Aaron, <laughs> the cuisine guru, it seems like. <laughs> um, when Ramadan ends, uh, is there a specific type of cuisine or food that you all um, prepare and like to eat? Yes, uh, right. Uh, the the day right after Ramadan, we call it Eid or uh, a party. Okay. Uh, so where uh, actually the previous week, like this last week, this is the last week of Ramadan. Okay. The last few days, uh, where we prepare a uh, lot of cakes like uh, baklava or mm-hmm. what we call it in Algeria and North Africa. I mean, uh, Maghreb countries. Tunisia, Morocco, and uh, Algeria, we call it baklawa. Uh, I saw that spelling. I <laughs> yeah. believe I, I don't speak French at all, but Aaron shared with me a book that has that in there, and I was like, wait, why is that a W rather than a B? <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not going to ask questions because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so baklawa, um, or baklava, which uh, more known in the world, uh, or other... Uh, cakes and cookies that we prepare so the first uh, hour people go to uh, pray uh, and uh, this is the special prayer of uh, Eid and then we come back to the house where we meet the whole family, neighbors come Eid is like a a lot of movements where people go to other I I feel it like uh, it's continuous movement where I go to the neighbor's uh, house, meet the family, say happy Eid. Uh, the other families come to our house. Kids love uh, Eid, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, kids get presents. Kids get exactly. money and oh, new wow, clothes. Okay. And, and so the reason why you're making all of these little cakes and cookies is because you're going to receive guests. Oh, okay. And so you need something to serve to them. So usually if you have a big family, part of the family will stay home and be the like the receiving committee Understood. and then there's another group of the family who go out and and they go they're like the visiting committee i see so you have two teams nice and so there's the team that stays back and is <laughs> serving all the cakes and stuff that you've prepared and then the other team is going off and eating the cakes and things that other people have prepared do you take any of these to anyone else yeah, or okay yeah, yeah yes. you can yes okay yes um, uh like uh you can offer and change oh. <laughs> the cookies and cakes uh, with the, the guest and uh, the host. The hosts. And just to be clear, we're talking about Algeria in Air- North Africa. So oh. I'd, um, I think a lot of the times in the United States, we tend to f- conflate and think that like all cultures of the Middle East and North Africa are samezies. No, no, no. And it, they're all very different. So just for, for the listeners out there, we're talking Algeria, which is the biggest country in Africa right now since Sudan split in half. And it's three times the size of Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's in between Morocco and Tunisia, uh, Sahara on the bottom, Mediterranean Sea on the top, just to situate yeah. us all <laughs> where, we're, where we are. Very bomb geographical <laughs> education right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, I know we're discussing and everything, but I wanted to also give listeners an opportunity. If they have any type of questions, are you all willing? Um, please feel free, you know, to call us, uh, reach us here uh, at the Unbougie Foodie at 651, uh, specifically W-E-Q-I, but 651-200-3479. Again, that's 651-200-3479. As always, if you have a, a comment or would like to you know see other information regarding the show please visit the unbougie foodie on on my facebook page uh, or you could always you know see the different types of cuisines and foods that i post uh through you know instagram which is the underscore unbougie foodie uh, or uh, twitter which is at unbougie foodie but you know feel free to give us a call uh they're here taking your questions uh specifically about you know algerian cuisine is is there something specific that you like to make oh yes uh anything that i miss (laughs) 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 because um uh as an immigrant you have like flavors that Mm -hmm. you bring you have uh music uh many things that are more specific to you and personal exactly and very personal um, and uh, so uh, the things that I like to make, especially in Ramadan, it's harira, which is uh, a soup uh, in few regions in Algeria because it's a large and big country. Okay. So they call it shorba. Shorba. Uh, shorba, yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's a soup uh, uh, with vegetables and um, meat. And uh, could be lamb or beef. Exactly. Yum. Yeah, <laughs> and we eat. We use a lot uh, of lamb uh, in uh, in North. Uh, I mean, uh, Maghreb side. Okay. So um, yeah, and the, uh, we put burgle in it. Also. Bulgur. Bulgur. Sorry. What's that? Uh, cracked wheat. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I can uh, I like to uh, prepare is uh, burek, and burek is uh, like one time we uh, uh, invited our friend Zoran, who is from Serbia. Uh, he said, "Yeah, we have burek in <laughs> Serbia, so <laughs> it's all over uh, the world." And I think it's linked. It's a recipe from Ottoman um, Empire. Okay. Uh, and Algeria was a part of Ottoman Empire for 300 years. For 300 years. Um, so I think mind. this is what we think like uh, because uh, a- any country uh, like uh, claim the uh, the recipe. Oh no, it's our exactly. recipe, but <laughs> I think it's uh, it's linked with the empire uh, Ottoman Empire. Other thing that uh, as uh, cookies uh, I like prepare mbisses uh, which is uh, uh, very easy, um, um, like a sumolina cake mm. or a biscuit. Okay. Uh, uh, so- salty uh, uh, biscuit, and then uh, we ha- I I like prepare also baklava or baklava. <laughs> even <laughs> the it's expert that I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> even it's uh, hard sometimes because I make it from. Uh, scratch mm-hmm. uh where i uh do the doll and uh yeah oh but that's perfect though i mean i'm sorry those are the best type i mean when things are made from scratch <laughs> i mean yeah you could do a recipe but still you know <laughs> i wanted to go back to ambitious for a second mm. because the basis of ambitious is semolina and semolina is the wheat that is the most prevalent in algerian cooking 
Um, so the and and I don't really know the, the equivalent. I, the, yeah. I mean, we have some. You can buy some Alina here, some Alina okay. flower. Uh, I just bought some yesterday at the Wedge. Oh, there Bob's you go. Bob's Red Mill, Semolina. <laughs> you can buy it in bulk at um, at Bill's, right? We've, yes. At Bill's Imported Foods, you can get Semolina flour. Um, it's what a lot of pasta is made out of Semolina flour. Okay. Um, couscous is made from Couscous semolina. is made out of Semolina. semolina. Hmm. But in Bissus, it's like a, it's a savory, uh, it's like a savory cake that um, is made... Or a bread almost that's made over the um, fire. So you make it in a pan. You don't bake it. And it's really, really simple. And it's sort of like the Algerian, uh, you know, go-to. I mean, it'd be like it's the Algerian equivalent of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. So will you talk a little bit about how you make kimbisis? Yeah, kimbisis is uh, an easy uh, recipe where you take uh, a small quantity, I would say like, 500 grams of uh, sumolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not uh, um, uh, f- thin, thin, right? Th- thin. Fine. Fine. Oh, okay. And uh, you bake it a little bit with water. Just uh, water it. And you mix it with water. You mix it, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, with water. Uh, melt some butter and uh, mix it with, uh, and I would say like just uh, like 50 grams of uh, or less 40 50 grams it's it's in the feeling <laughs> so, no, so yeah and then uh, add salt and uh, mix it and then put it like a, as a cake Come on, you like a circle yeah you like pat a circle it. you pat it into a circle okay into a circle and put it in on uh, uh, the fire on a pan okay. and, uh, like a cast iron pan would work yeah and that's it. Nice. And, um, and it browns on the bottom, and then you flip it over, and it browns on the other side. Yeah. And then you can eat it on its own, or you can put a little olive oil on it, or you can put some honey on it. Nice. Eat it with tea or coffee. Cool. I know we before the show started, we, you were mentioning that um, there can't recall or don't know that there are any Algerian... Uh, restaurants um, in the Twin Cities. Um, was there one that you wanted to mention, or you said you want? Yeah. Mentioning? So there are two. There's one. So there used to be the Barbary Fig, which was on Grand Avenue, but um, the owner recently retired and the restaurant closed. There is a Moroccan restaurant now in the um, a, a Midtown uh, food market mm-hmm. and Moroccan flavors. Yep. And it's um, it's you can get couscous there. You can get tagine you can get a lot of delicious moroccan salads and moroccan cooking resembles algerian cooking um a little bit in the west in yeah western algeria the cuisine is a lot is very similar to moroccan cooking i would say western algerian cooking is the superior okay algerian cuisine in the country um, because I think it's influenced by Morocco. Uh, Moroccan cuisine has a lot of flavor, a lot of spice, and is really delicious, whereas sort of more central uh, Algerian cooking is a little bit tends to be a little bit more bland. Or mild. Okay. Mm, or mild, okay. yeah. But then you move east towards Tunisia, and things start getting Pick- very spicy. <laughs> it's like uh, going down or going up a scale and exactly. everything, yeah. <laughs> which is Tunisians really cool. Tunisians love their, their hot sauce. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, other thing that I can yeah. suggest, uh, it's also a 
there is a specific spi- uh, spices uh, where uh, it's a mix of lot of over than 12 or 15 oh, wow. spices called the Rasel Hanut, which is the head of the store. store. But uh, that's here in min- Minneapolis, or no. y- yes, you can buy that at Holy Land. Oh, okay, yeah. and they do their own Rasel Hanut spice mix. Okay, yeah, and you can any soup. Uh, for example, lentil soup, or maybe it's not the right example, but vegetable soup, if you mix it with, you add a little bit of this uh, uh, spice uh, spices, uh, it will change the flavor and give more character to your soup. So maybe this is a basic thing that I suggest people to uh, to taste it. That's beautiful. It. <laughs> no, that really is. Um Thank you all for those suggestions, as well as, you know, Moroccan flavor. Uh, they are located, uh, once again, in Midtown Global Market. Um, that's at 920 East Lake Street. That's Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55407. Um, today, they're going to be open from 11 to 8. And if you want to uh, learn more about it, definitely visit their Facebook page or, uh, you know, learn more again by going to Moroccan Flavor. Uh, mpls.com and you can find out a whole lot more about the different cuisines well the the menu that they offer there at moroccan flavor so shout out to them mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness um there what is there aside from your own because it sounds like a beautiful uh cuisine anyway but are, is there any other cuisine that you really like or you really enjoy you know partaking Ah, well, I, um, I've i always really liked French cuisine okay. a lot. I, I went to school in France and lived there for uh, two and a half years. Um, although when I lived there, I was a student. So I didn't have a lot of money to go adventuring out to restaurants. But whenever I was invited to people's houses, I was always really impressed and um, enjoyed the comfort of the rhythm of a French meal okay. and the, the different components of it. And... Uh, so I think that's where I sort of lean. I lean more towards. Okay. Uh, I think when we're cooking at home, though, we tend to just look at season and ingredients and flavors. And uh, I tend to just look up recipes and then get inspired that way. Um, but I think that French, I think, and again, that's sort of linked to being part North African and having lived in both France and in Algeria, where that just is the influence. And there's... It's just kind of how it is. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? Uh, same thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, except I didn't uh, study over there. But uh, there is, as uh, Taos mentioned, there is a lot of influence uh, of French culture, uh, including, and we influence also as Algerian okay. uh, French uh, cuisine, where uh, couscous is considered as... Uh, uh, national meal of French really? or France. Oh wow! So yeah, I didn't. I did not know that. I really, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Uh, so yes, uh, there is a lot of influence. Like when we talk about pastry, I would say maybe we are uh, the the biggest country that con- consume how consume, we say? Mm-hmm. consume uh, um, baguette. No, oh okay. yeah! Yeah. Oh my! In yeah. the francophone world, really? Even I mean, more a, than a family of seven in Algeria will probably eat like ten, ten baguettes a day. <laughs> no joke. Wow! Yeah, that's that's quite a lot of bread or <laughs> baguettes, I should say. Um, oh my gosh! The I was gonna. I had a question. Um, 
and it totally it totally slipped me all of a sudden anyway um how long are you are you visiting or you you're living in the cities in twin yes. cities correct okay i for i don't know why i got the impression from aaron that's my confusion then sorry well, we do i mean mohammed especially does work in television in algeria oh, okay. and so there'll be chunks of the year well he'll be off working on a tv show and then but we live in minneapolis okay um we actually uh there is a tv show we both work on called sultan ashore the 10th it's a comedy but takes place in the middle ages okay and uh i play the sultan's ex-wife whose name is maria and she's a foreigner okay uh to Algeria, so I use I speak in this strange combo of English and Arabic. Okay, and there's an episode this season where it's Ramadan, oh. and um, <laughs> the 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 palace cook has been put in prison because well, I can't remember why. I don't remember. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, for some reason, she's she's not available to cook. So Maria goes to the kitchen, and she's supposedly this really good cook. So she makes this soup, shorba, which is the soup Muhammad was talking about, which is usually the soup that during Ramadan, Algerians will use it to break their fast. So okay. they'll have a date and some milk, and then they'll have this warm soup to start eating again after having fast, been mm-hmm. fasting for 18 or however many hours. And so you can make it with frik, which is cracked wheat, mm-hmm. or you can make shorba with um, vermicelli. Uh, vermis, ver, what do we say in English? Vermicelli? vermicelli? Oh, yes, vermicelli. Vermicelli. And so Maria's in the kitchen, and she's making shorba with the cracked wheat. And the current wife of the sultan comes in and is like, what are you doing in the kitchen? <laughs> and Maria says, oh, well, I heard that the, the cook is, not, is in prison, and so I thought I better... Mi- take on making the soup for tonight and she's and the current wife Razan is like what kind of soup are you making <laughs> and Maria says I'm making shorba with the cracked wheat she says oh I'm going to make shorba with vermicelli <laughs> and so there's this whole thing where they sit down to eat and the two women are on the other sides of the sultan mm-hmm. and so Maria's like do you like the shorba with the cracked wheat oh my and then the other one's like do you like the shorba with the vermicelli uh, and so what he ends up doing is mixing them in his bowl nice <laughs> <laughs> smart man freak me sir freak me sir which is the mixed like okay uh, cracked wheat freak with the yeah oh, anyway nice. it's pretty funny Cool. Is that something that we could see? It's oh, in yeah. the Twin, C- Twin Cities or it's online? It's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, you can. Uh, it's um, it's broadcast on Algerian network television, but um, they have all the episodes on YouTube. Nice. Sultan Ashur the tenth. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I, normally what I would norm, what I would do when I have new guests come in on on the show, ask them what they do. I know that it's a food show, but I always try to introduce. Uh, the guests to you know listeners or anyone that might be interested in finding out who you are 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 you you know, do, would you be willing to talk about what you do just like in your secular lives or something like that well, of course uh, so uh, I'm this is Taos I'm an actor uh, and a director and a producer and I'm currently working on a show right now with with Mohammed um, and uh Aaron Gabriel, our mutual friend, who's a composer, he's composing the music uh, for a show called Sunrise at Midnight. Oh, nice. And uh, it's a show, it's a physical theater show. Um, physical theater, I'm using the term to talk, to say that there's not a, a set. Uh, there is, there are any props, so we're using mime and movement to tell the story, uh, mm-hmm. along with music and um 
words. Mm-hmm. And um, it's directed by Ryan Underbach, and it's featuring Heather Bunch, myself, uh, Theo Langison, Nora Montanez, and then Mohammed. It'll be at Dreamland Arts, uh, opening July 20th. And it's... Um, so it's blending dynamic theater and original songs and three folk tales for grown-ups okay. from the Kabylia region of Algeria, which is where my father and my family are from. And so uh, in 2008, I, I went to Algeria, and this is when I met Mohammed, actually, and I did a project with women, a group of uh, actresses, where we went into the mountains and interviewed elders and and old women who had folk tales that no one really asked them to tell anymore and we took three of those folk tales that we heard from the old women and we created a a theater piece based on those three stories and i was always interested in exploring more of the folk tales from the region uh that that would be for more of a grown-up audience um that deal with you know themes that are not for kids, but right. themes for grownups, and so we we've, we're weaving together three of those stories. Nice. So yeah, that so, th- and then I work on this Algerian TV show, and I teach theater to kids, uh, and then um, and then I I'm directing a show this year uh, with a group of uh, Iraqis with the Iraqi American Reconciliation Project. It's a uh, we're putting together a script right now based on the stories of the Iraqi participants and. The, they'll be performing with professional actors, um, and that will be in October. Uh, and more information about that will be forthcoming. Cool. Thank you very much. Mohammed, uh, anything that you want to add to that? Or? Yes. Um, so I am an act, basically an actor, director. and This uh, is a power couple, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so here in the Twin Cities, I'm more a uh, teaching artist and uh, uh, actor. Um, as I mentioned, uh, I mean, I will be in that show, Sunrise at Midnight, and uh, I worked for a couple of companies here in uh, the Twin Cities. In Algeria, I am uh, more uh, directing, producing, and acting as well. As an actor, I, I we did uh, two seasons of uh, a TV show called Sultan Ashur, where I play the general, one of the lead characters, mm-hmm. and uh, we just finished the second season. Uh, and also, I am producing, directing, and creating the concept. I wear many hats <laughs> <laughs> in uh, the second show called Rap News, and it's a satire uh, show, uh, like a news okay. uh, in um, uh, at Shuruk TV, which is uh, the, the major channel in, in Algeria. Uh, so uh, using rap music. So uh, we have like over than 12 rappers all over from Algeria mm-hmm. uh, with different styles and different uh uh, um, languages and accents and uh, we are two actors uh, who plays more over than 500 characters oh, wow. in wow. <laughs> 25 episodes so wow. yeah uh, other thing I directed a couple of uh, theater uh, uh, performances in in some uh, regional and uh, regional theaters in, in Algeria as well okay. so. was Aaron in one of your uh, I worked with Aaron uh, at Interact Theatre. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And right. I wanted to say something about Ramadan and being an actor in Algeria oh, yes. mm-hmm. because Ramadan is the time when uh, 
actors work the most mm-hmm. because in the evening after you have your big if you break the fast people will usually watch the popular TV show oh. and then they'll go out so they'll go out and see a play or hear music and so when we lived in Algeria for one year we were contracted with the Regional Theater of Oran and performing in a show so we'd go on tour and it was always this tricky thing because you you've been fasting all day and then you eat this big meal <sighs> That is dates, milk, soup, this savory pastry, burek, plus some sort of meat dish, plus a salad, oh plus some fruit, plus probably some, like, sweet cakes. So it's a big meal. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> the description, I'm like, wait, I'm already full after dish number three. <laughs> and then you have to f- go on stage and perform oh my. Uh, in, front of, in front of an audience that is really, like ready to kind of like let loose and be entertained exactly so it's a very interesting process physically as an actor to try and gauge that that rhythm of um performing on a very full stomach oh my (laughs) what i used to do because uh i i did a lot of uh uh, tour uh in algeria as a solo performer for many years with some of my stand-ups and uh uh, one-man show over there and uh being almost two hours on stage wow. in front each night and traveling during the day or during the same night. So it's not easy to maintain your physical, uh, I mean, energy. So what I used to do is eat a little bit after fasting the whole day mm-hmm. and uh, go perform and come back <laughs> to eat correctly. Bit, exactly. Yes, so yeah. extend your day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is very smart. <laughs> Um, you talked about French cuisine uh, a bit, um, and right now I am, I'm just throwing this out there, because I went to a bookstore recently. <laughs> I got um, Jacques Pepin's uh, Heart and Soul in the Kitchen, I believe. And so I'm kind of slowly reading through that, and uh, so many uh, other friends, like Aaron, um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, James Amleckitz. And, and just a number of other friends that uh, you know do various cuisines and so forth, they've talked about French cuisine being something that is like a staple for anyone to e- either start off with or to learn about. Because from that, it then expands so many different other cuisines. I mean, it crosses, if you would, other different cuisines and the different types of meats and the way things are, you know, prepared. You know, vegetables being chopped or chiffonade or whatever. So it, it was. It's just really interesting to me right now. And um, just going through. I haven't even gone through the first. I, okay, I've gone through <laughs> the first eight pages, <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to slowly get through it, but it's a thick book, <laughs> so I, I'm looking forward to uh, maybe making some of those um, uh, recipes that are in there, and I think they might have to be some guinea pigs <laughs> <laughs> that are going to have to kind of like have some and yeah. tell me what they think, because. <laughs> uh-huh. But thank you all so much. Uh, you know, um, this has really been a pleasure having you all here. Um, I'm not. I'm not throwing them out. I'm really not. I, I'm just thanking them ahead of time because I don't want to forget. You know, as the show progresses on and everything. But again, um, sharing all of that information and everything has been a, a pleasure. I hope listeners out there have had an opportunity get some education and a little bit more knowledge about Algerian cuisine and specifically Ramadan. So thank you very much for that. 
Um, if you're going to stay, I do have a question or two uh, probably throughout, but uh, are you going to stay? <laughs> sure. We'll stay. We'll stay. We'll okay. Listen. Not a problem. Um, so I, I'm right now I'm going to go into the various types of, uh, I guess, food festivals that we have available right now at this time or that's having that we're having um, for going into. There's just so many that's uh, happening right now. Um, <laughs> right now, the very first one I want to talk about. Uh, is Uptown Food Festival. Uptown Food Festival, it's uh, come, actually coming up, what, uh, Sunday, um, June 25th from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, and you're probably wondering where that is. Uptown, very familiar with it, but specifically it's going to be on Hennepin uh, in between Lake and 31st. So there are supposed to be literally 60 food trucks that are going to be there. So, And you know how much I talk about food trucks and just the different types of cuisines and i know that later on in the year uh maplewood mall is going to also have their own but uptown food festival is or food truck festival is one that i hear so much about year after year i have not i think i've probably have gone to one but it's always various opinions (laughs) about how uh it's gone um and I think right now at this point, they've mentioned that it is it's improved uh, and, you know, people are really looking forward to it. I think this is one of the larger ones because there's 60. You know, I think there have been other smaller um, versions of it. But this one, I think they have it down to a science how it's going to go very, very smoothly. So if, again, you're looking to go out there, it is free entry um, if you are an adult 21 and over <laughs> you can uh, certainly pay for you know it, you know contribute two dollars or pay two dollars and get a wristband so that you can have alcoholic beverages if you again are an adult 21 and over <laughs> but you know something some of the trucks that are going to be out there there's butcher salt old cheese and uh dough 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 that one is just so real new i mean you're looking at cookie dough being presented to you from a food truck i mean a wide variety of cookie doughs too so that's it's yeah it's it's interesting um you really have to kind of appreciate cookie dough (laughs) to really eat a lot of cookie dough um market barbecue anchor fish and chip uh world street kitchen so uh, again a variety of different food trucks that are going to be out there uh perhaps even new ones that you've not Uh, had an opportunity to uh, visit Uh, so make sure that you go out there if you're interested in maybe finding a new cuisine or a new place to to visit during the summer uh, and maybe even follow because some of these food trucks are they're just their business by themselves they may not have a brick and mortar but you know they do um, have following them on twitter or instagram they'll let you know where they are throughout the city so again that's something that for you to consider can I give a shout out to oh, please. World Street Kitchen? Right. They have a a saf um a hibiscus iced tea. Oh wow. That I highly recommend. Nice. I can't get enough. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're talking about food trucks. Do you guys go to food trucks anytime often or Sometimes. I we cook so much at home right. that it's kind of rare. Uh but um 
you know, every once in a while, if we're out and about and we happen upon one, that's good. We'll give, we'll <laughs> give it a whirl. Is, uh, at Portland. Oh, in, in Portland. Portland. Yeah, because it's like something that you do it as tourists. Oh, really? Okay. Experience that. So, except that we cook a lot nice. here. Yeah. Understood. Or a few uh, restaurants. That's true. It's sort of like Portland does it and then Minneapolis comes <laughs> on board. <laughs> Twin Cities. Sorry, we're in St. Paul. Shout out to St. Paul. Yes, yes. Um, the next I want to talk about is, or mention, is uh, Smack Shack. Um, Smack Shack. I love seafood. I really do. I could have just about any type of seafood and feel that my life has been accomplished totally. So, um, you know, Smack Shack Cray uh, Fest is going to be in August. Uh, it's going to be on a Saturday, August 5th from noon to 8. Um, they are located at 603 North Washington Avenue. This one, uh, you will have to actually purchase uh, tickets uh, for entry. Um, and what you're paying for, you really, it's all you could eat. Uh, you know, if you want to learn more about, uh, you know, the Crayfest, um, certainly visit Smack Shack, uh, and their website and find out a bit more about the pricing, um, because, you know, the prices change based upon if you're purchasing at the door, uh, excuse me, in advance at the door, um, so on. Um, but what you're going to expect should expect uh is again all you could eat a uh, crayfish boil crayfish boil uh, it's a block party and gosh people really do line up for this and it the tickets i will say go very quickly uh i'm yeah past two years i have not been able to get in <laughs> because um yeah they they sell out so quick but if you've not eaten at uh, Smack Shack, you're you're missing out on some really great seafood. Uh, I'm quite certain that there are other restaurants too um, that we could name throughout both you know Twin Cities um, that offer really great brick and mortar um, you know seafood um, presentations. But um, I think that a more relaxed atmosphere at Smack Shack. Uh, allows me and others that go there to just and I don't know eat with a bib if you want to or something like that if to crack open a lobster or a crab or whatever you know because they also do um, their own uh, uh, boils there in the restaurant as well so again they are located at 603 North um, Washington Avenue and uh, there you have it. Those are just a few or a couple, but there are so many. Uh, and as the show goes on week after week, I'll definitely bring you more. So feel free to always follow me on Facebook to find out that information. Or again, listen to the show every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on WEQY 104.7. Again, the voice of the East Side. So, uh, yeah, summer food festivals. Make sure you're getting out there and uh, checking those out. What is coming up? Are you all going to go to the state fair? You can say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I really, the bus just came and hit you. I know. I'm sorry. I really was not trying to like throw you under no. the bus on that. <laughs> we, went, we haven't been in a long time. 
Five, we, five, years, five years. We went yeah. in 2012. My okay. first year here. Yeah, okay. because, experienced that. Yeah, I felt like it was really important he that Mohammed had to go. Exactly. At least one time yeah. in his life. Yeah. <laughs> this year, we uh, we are going to take a trip to the Boundary Waters nice. while the State Fair is happening, so we're probably going to miss it. But That's fine. Less people will be up there. It's too crowded for no, me. understood. Yeah. It, it, it's... <laughs> It, no, it's totally understood. Totally understood. I mean, I I come from I'm from Los Angeles, California. So we have uh, a county fair. So it's not a, a. But even for that, I thought, gosh, there's a lot of people. And then I come here, and I'm like, this is a state fair. <laughs> the entire state. I mean, everyone <laughs> converges here. I mean. Good gosh. Uh-huh. Seriously, that's a lot of people. I mean, I, there's, I understand the reason why they have to have it for mm. almost two weeks and everything so that they can get everybody up in here. No, But uh, no, I, I, I said that or asked that question because uh, State Fair, they just recently put out, um, gosh, their, <laughs> the, I can't remember where I put it now. Anyway, there's 31 different dishes and everything for, uh, you know, for the state fair. And you're like, okay, how do, oh, there it is. <laughs> it's the very first tab. <laughs> <laughs> but gosh, uh, here's one of those ones that I was talking about. Uh, bowl of dough. At <laughs> one particular place um, at the state fair, they are going to be offering Raw cookie dough. <laughs> <clears throat> it, that's what it's called. Bowl of dough. <laughs> bowl of dough. I'm, I'm not laughing because I'm thinking it's funny. It's that's a lot of we're looking at this picture and everything like that. And it's like, wow. Um, I mean, it's delicious. It, yes. I'm, I won't deny. No. I uh, spent my childhood eating, eating cooking d- that right. exact thing. <laughs> exactly. But I'm just like, wow. Now it's fair food. You know, so there there are a variety of different, uh, again, 31 different new and not even like, oh, these are from last year. These are new 31 new dishes uh, that are coming out. I mean, that was one of them, you know, and when I started the show last year, uh, one of my projects was to go to the state fair and try out food. Let's just say that I didn't make it past five dishes. Oh. <laughs> oh. And they, I mean, everyone's like, well, what did you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm like, I, okay, I don't like to waste food. And I did go with two or three other people, but it's like they had their own thing that they were doing. And they're like, we bought this. And I'm like, okay, now I have to eat all of this by myself. And I'm full now. I can't have any more. And then we had to walk around. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that I don't see... Year after year, I know some friends that they will try just about every new food that comes out. I'm like, how do you guys do it? How do you do it? And you stay so thin. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always very impressed by the adventurous palates out there. Right. Who will go and try everything. Uh, if you're interested in finding out uh, more about, gosh, so those 31 different uh, new uh, dishes that are out there. Uh, bacon fluffernutter. Hmm. Um, I one I am truly interested in. Okay, so Taos and Muhammad do not know; <laughs> they're new to my show. Uh, I have an affinity towards uh, pork belly. 
Okay. I uh, so I was going through this list and it said double dose of pork belly. I'm like, I'm in. That's one of the first ones. I, I mean, that's just it. <laughs> um, but again, if you're interested in finding out uh, more about those 31 new fair foods, I am excited to go. As crowded as it's going to be, love you folks of Minnesota. <laughs> go to uh, Minnesota or uh, Men's State Fair. I should say that correctly. MNStateFair.org. And just uh, click on uh, New Foods. Uh, and you should see it as soon as you go to the page, really. Uh, but again, MNStateFair.org. Uh, and check those out. You'll find the descriptions on each one of those. Uh, and hey, maybe you might make your own list and decide, you know, which ones you're going to start off with and go for, <laughs> go towards, uh, have fun <laughs> with that. Okay. We have come to the, the portion of my show that I, I, I know you all cook at home and everything. And I'm doing a whole lot more of that too. Cause you know, I'm trying to stay on a budget, <laughs> but if you're interested in finding out about, uh, maybe going to someplace taking your family out or your significant other loved one out on a dinner date lunch date or something like that this is the section that we'd like to call get your groupon <laughs> and get your groupon is just you know telling people about a few different places within the local area um you know groupon as you know offers discounts and so forth so you know one of the ones uh you know, if you like Russian cuisine, when I first came here, I was like, okay, these are, uh, I, I thought they were pot stickers. <laughs> uh, and I was quickly corrected because <laughs> they are pierogies. Have you all had pierogies before? Yes. Okay. And so, yeah, I have not been to Hammer and Sickle, but... They offer great pierogies because there is another friend that I have that has gone there and talks about it highly. I'm like, aren't they just pot stickers? No, they're not. They are pierogies. I'm like, okay, what's the difference? I don't know, but uh, I'll, I guess I'll find out sometime in the near future. But uh, the the two options that they have available, um, you could get $40 worth of, again, Russian cuisine. And when you go to their website, they have a wide variety of of, uh, of items to choose from. But $40 of Russian cuisine, that's valid Sunday through Thursday for $22. And then $40 worth of uh, cuisine just on any day for $27. So let's just say you want to go through uh, Friday, Saturday as well. Yeah, and then, yeah, you paid the $27, which is still a great value, um, you know, considering you're getting $40 worth of food. Uh, and I was just looking on their website for some of the you know menus. They have small plates, um, you know, meatballs. I, I, small plates being appetizers, wouldn't you all agree? Small plates. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then the various pierogies that they have available, um, barbecue skewers. So uh, again, you know, feel free to check out that on Groupon. Again, that's Hammer and Sickle. You could also go to their website, Hammer. Hammer, hmm. Hammer and Sickle, uh, MPLS.com, and uh, visit their menu um, uh, page so that you can see the other uh, items that are available. So that's one. Another, this one is a little bit close to home for me because it's right up the street from where I live. Um, 
and I've eaten there before, but it was some time ago. I just haven't had an opportunity to go back, but I'm still going to give shout out to uh, McCarran's Pub and Grill. They are also another option for get your Groupon. Um, they have three options available. Um, well, probably four, actually. Um, and we won't go through all of them, but, you know, one specific one is... N- you know, if you want to do carryout, you could pay nineteen dollars for thirty thirty dollars worth of food. Uh, if you wanted to have dinner for two, there would be seventeen dollars for thirty dollars. Seventeen dollars for thirty dollars worth of food. <laughs> I'm getting tongue tied, um, and that's for two. And again, the other options that are available, you know, uh, you could definitely see that uh, on Groupon, but. You know, it's a casual, laid-back atmosphere. Um, they offer brew. They offer, you know, adult beverages, lunch options. They even uh, even offer breakfast on the weekends or brunch on the weekends. Uh, if you're the courageous type, you could always do karaoke. Uh, and they also have a fish fry. So it's a it's a great place to just to hang out uh, and enjoy time with friends and know that uh, you're still going to get. Um, you know, a great amount of food. So if you want to find out more information about them, you could certainly uh, visit uh, uh and, you know, right on the edge of Maplewood and Roseville or St. Paul, depending upon what side of the street that you're on. <laughs> uh, definitely visit them and get an opportunity to just enjoy some really uh, great, you know, bar food. So, uh, again, I want to thank everyone for um, being um, listeners on you know on the show. If you're ever interested in hearing the show, you know the shows are recorded and made available a few days after uh, the show airs. But if you're listening to the show live or would like to listen to the show live, make sure that you're downloading the TuneIn app, which is T U N E I N, uh, and you could hear that pretty much nationwide, uh, and on any of your mobile devices your phone your tablets laptop uh, all of these are available for you uh, you know listening to the Ambuji foodie as well as any other um, shows that uh, is hosted by weqi um, we're getting to the top of the hour and i really want to thank uh, my guests house and mohammed uh, thank you all so much for being here aaron once again for you know introducing or giving that starting introduction so that they could come on the show i really appreciate that thank you so much for having us of course any last words or anything that you want to say to maybe those that are going to be listening and you're going to be hearing them recorded (laughs) well uh bon appetit to everybody and um at when it's the um end of when it's eid uh, in algeria they say And when it's uh, time to eat after you've been fasting, they say. <laughs> it's similar, like bon appetit. Okay, <laughs> nice. Oh my goodness! Uh, again, thank you all so much for being here. Uh, it's been such a pleasure, and uh, as always, uh, you know, as I end every show, I want to encourage everyone never to let anyone uh, tell you what kind of food to be, because really. It is all about the food. Until next week, people, once again, at Saturday at 10 a.m., peace.